Hello. This is Cynthia, an interview simulacrum beta model B1X90. I am here with author, Jeff LaSala. Hello Jeff. How are you doing? Hey there Cynthia. Um, how are you doing? I'm feeling exceptionally well, how nice of you to ask. Thanks so much for taking some time to speak with me. I'd like to get to know more about you and your newest project, a dark science fiction anthology paired with a soundtrack album called Four Shadows, The Ghosts of Zero. According to my research, you are not only a contributing author to the anthology, but are also the chief editor of the book. And by the way, I really like those pants you're wearing. Um, thank you. Thanks. You're quite welcome. <laughs> is that a smile? I can't... Oh my. I can't tell what expression that is. My sincere apologies. I seem to have a misfiring in my facial expressions programming. Please try not to be distracted by my appearance. Question number one. How long have you been writing? That would have to be since around 1987, I'd say. Um, we had a Macintosh computer, and I just suddenly discovered the word processor. Before then, storytelling was merely coming up with scenarios with my He-Man toys. But once I had a computer program that I could actually type down sentences in, I think I was then officially writing. I remember one of my first stories that I wrote was in fifth grade. Um, as a class assignment, we were told to write a tall tale. So I wrote a longer-than-necessary story about a gargoyle who left his castle to go on an adventure. It didn't really have a plot. I don't think it had a proper ending. Um, and then I wrote a sequel to it, which was not part of any class assignment, and for some reason still ended up reading that to my fifth grade class. It involved the gargoyle now descending into hell, for some reason, maybe to save someone. And I remember even describing, like, the tormented souls and, like, all this misery. Um, my poor teacher, I, I, that had to be uncomfortable for her. Just, you know, not expecting that to be suddenly being read to her class. Um, I still feel bad about that. Anyway, I guess that means I've been writing for just about 23 years. Um, writing professionally? Less than 10. Wonderful. Question number one. How long have you been writing? Um, you actually just, you already asked me that question a moment ago. I just answered that question. Oops. Sorry, my mistake. Question number two. What are your favorite subjects or themes to write about and why? Fantasy fiction was always my favorite, um, but my interests have expanded a lot over the years. It's been kind of cool, actually. As I get older, I find that new topics just inexplicably and randomly become more interesting. Science fiction, then horror, uh, and lately, more niche genres like steampunk or cyberpunk. Um, and even some alternate history fiction kind of appeals to me now. But there is a theme I seem to keep coming back to. Um, fairy tales. They're very whimsical and darkly illogical. Kids and non-readers of speculative fiction, I think, consider fairy tales just to be Disney-esque stories about goblins and witches and fairy godmothers. But historically, they're really born out of old folklore. Um, short narratives explain how things came about, warn people about certain actions, or teach morals of some kind. Fables. They're sometimes nonsensical and can be really freaky. The sort of thing that would really terrify you if they were real. And what if they were? They totally mess with our understanding of the way the universe works. I guess that's what I like about them. And I think urban legends are sort of the modern-day folktales uh, and fairy tales. Um, and it's mixing up some of these things that I dabbled with in my foreshadow story. The word apocryphal, something of doubtful authenticity, applies. Uh, when things are uncertain, mysterious, and unknown, I think they're the most interesting. Agreed. Most interesting. Question number three. Have you written much short fiction before? I wouldn't say much, but I'm no stranger to it. 
Um, I've written two full-length novels, a bunch of role-playing game materials, um, and plenty of stuff online, but I always enjoy short fiction. I think of it as bite-sized entertainment. I've even written a handful of short stories before, um, some for various side-down publications. Side-down publications? Could you tell us what that is? Side-down is Joshua Wentz's website of decidedly random content. He and it uh, is the force behind Blindsided Books, which Foreshadows is being published through. Ah, yes, of course. There's actually a sort of novella of episodic fiction that I wrote a few years back, more of an exercise in writing than anything else. And it may even interest you, Cynthia. Oh? How might that be? It's called Escapee, and it's the serialized adventure of an android that suddenly disconnects from its programming and flees the facility where it spent a century in servitude to whatever corporation created it. I'm sorry, Jeff, but I am quite literally unable to comment on that subject. I'm just saying. Moving on. Question number four. How would you describe your story in The Ghosts of Zero to someone unfamiliar with your previous work? Well, my contribution is sort of an underlying narrative amidst the other stories in the anthology. Like all of them, it's a completely standalone story, but it does overlap with some of the others. As for how I would describe it, it's about an anomaly of sorts. Something's going on in this future Earth that's pretty unique. Um, something that lots of people in the world would love to cash in on if they could get their hands on it. Then again, half the world doesn't even believe it exists. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, Twilight Zone episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet? Ah yes, the original black and white television series with William Shatner? I'm thinking more the movie version with John Lithgow than the original black and white version with William Shatner. If you've seen it and seen that creature, hideous and tearing up the wing of that plane, but nobody else could see it and no one else believed it, that's sort of the starting point for the idea I'm after. In a time when the world has become mechanized, where computers are everywhere, there's big corporations controlling everything, what if there was a gremlin of sorts that no one could control, and it seemed to be mucking with everything? Very intriguing. Question number five. Who are some of your favorite authors, and what is it that really strikes you about their work? My favorite authors? Well, that's an easy question, and I guess my answers are somewhat predictable. As a writer of fantasy, there's really no greater than J.R.R. Tolkien to cite as a chief influence, but I also include C.S. Lewis and George MacDonald in that camp. Nowadays, I'm into authors like F. Paul Wilson. His Repairman Jack series is phenomenal. Uh, Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child. These last two guys write modern-day thrillers like The Relic or The Cabinet of Curiosities, but there's always something preternatural about the mysteries. Is it scientific, explainable through logic, or is it something more mystical going on? Sort of a Sherlock Holmes meets the occult, but usually set in America. I can't honestly say what it is that strikes me about my favorite author's work. Um, it's just different reasons for each one. Most of the time, it's just the stories themselves that I remember and adore. But sometimes it's the writing styles that win me over. Mark Frost's The List of Seven is a book I reread every few years because the narrative is just such a pleasure to read. It's witty and just, it's fast-paced. Writers like Tolkien and Lewis, it's more about the theological issues explored through fiction that really hits me and the beauty of the language itself. As for the F. Paul Wilson, Repairman Jack stuff, it's just a fascinating saga. Fascinating. Question number six. What kind uh, of you? Cynthia, you're, you're leaking something out of your ear there. I don't Oh no. No, that's... I'm sorry. I'm... This is quite an uncommon occurrence. My goodness. This is just awful. Uh, no, I'm no, so no, sorry. Cool. Don't please forgive me, Jeff. Apologize. I'm dreadfully You're a, sorry. A beta model, right? Yes, I am indeed a beta, but this is no excuse. I'm sure there's. How embarrassing! You're, you're doing great. Thank you for being so understanding. 
Let's keep rolling then, shall we? Question number seven. What kind of music do you enjoy listening to? Well, gosh, um, progressive rock, classic rock, new age, heavy metal, electronica, some folk, punk, goth music, world music, um, and soundtracks galore. I mean, I dig stuff like the Beatles and the Beach Boys, but also Rob Zombie, Tear Garden, even some Marilyn Manson. Um, my wife's got me into Ozzy Osbourne and a good deal of 80s hair metal that I might otherwise have missed without her. I'm even into holiday music, stuff that centers around things like Christmas or Halloween or something cultural. I really pay attention to the subject matter of music, not just the genre or style. Lyrics are kind of important to me. And for all of those reasons, I'm a total rush freak. Um, but you too, yes, my Goldfield, Bel Canto, Dead Can Dance, these are all at the top of the list. Music's always been a powerfully influential thing to me, both in writing and life in general. I really can't imagine what things would be like any other way. This is going to sound self-serving, but I want to point out that the music in Foreshadows, that the dozen or so musicians made for us, it's precisely the sort of thing I love to work with. It's atmospheric, but also driving. I couldn't really work with it myself if I didn't love it, and I sure did enjoy working with it. Awesome. Question number 12. If you had the ability to bend space and travel time, what time and place would you choose? And if you could only take three things with you, what would they be? That's really tough. I love hypotheticals, but this one's very difficult. The fantasy fan in me wants to choose medieval or renaissance Europe, but I think I might actually have to pick Israel around, oh, 30 AD. I see. And what are the three things that you would bring? Three things I'd bring. Um, a big stash of medicine, antibiotics or whatever seems most prudent. Two, a weapon, just in case. Um, or maybe just a taser or something that could stun and incapacitate people without really, really hurting them. Um, three, a state-of-the-art video camera. Um, but maybe something more of a high-tech spy cam than some big clunky thing to walk around with. Good choices. Question number 37. If you could have an artificially intelligent simulacrum companion, and it could look, sound, and act like anyone you choose, living or dead, who would it be? I guess that depends on whether the simulacrum also has the intelligence and memories of the original person. Not sure how you'd manage that, though, especially if they're dead. If it didn't, but still generally acted and seemed like that person, I think I'd choose someone interesting, but not someone I know, or I'd be too weirded out. Um, how about an Abraham Lincoln simulacrum? How cool would it be to say to someone, hey, yeah, Abe and I are going to hang out today. Want to join us? And then, you know, mean it. People just react positively to that guy. And why not? It's Abe. But what I'd prefer is to choose a fictional or literary character. Does that count as dead? Let's say yes. In which case, I'd maybe choose Dracula. Because being a simulacrum, he wouldn't really need to drink the blood of the living to fuel his evil power. So we could just hang out and we'd have the coolest Halloween parties ever. It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more? Outstanding. I certainly couldn't. Mr. Jeff LaSala, on behalf of the various artists, blindsided books and last but of course not least, the B1 Corporation, I'd like to thank you for visiting and for sharing a glimpse of this exciting new project. It has been a delight to have you here and I am certainly looking forward to reading your new written works. Be well and good day, Jeff LaSala. Thank you. This has been Cynthia, Interview Simulacrum Beta Model B1X90, broadcasting live from the edge of tomorrow. Be sure to advance your personal level of coolness with the copy of the absolutely kick-ass and one-of-a-kind cyberfiction anthology and soundtrack album, Four Shadows.
the ghosts of zero today.